Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. Good to be back. Absolutely good to be back. It's always good to be back. Yeah. Uh, tonight, we're actually going to address a, a handful of emails that we had received from listeners that, uh, that A, that we did not get a chance to address last time we gathered, uh, but there's been some addition as well. So I'm just going to read this. This is a, this is a fantastic uh, email, and I appreciate, I think we all appreciate every listener that uh, that connects with us, writes in, Absolutely. emails us. Yes. Just love the feedback. So thank you so much. Hello, fellow addicts. I came back to SAA in August 2022 after another bottom. Another bottom. And what do you know? It worked. (laughs) Another roaring, another roaring thank you. It worked. SAA was, uh, it was great to me. That's fantastic. Congratulations to you that it, that it was, that it worked. And it kept working. It's the last thing I tried and the first thing that worked. While the fellowship has been vitally important, actually doing the steps has been what has actually changed me. And by change, I mean all. Losing all but losing the obsession for di- addictive sexual behavior. Beginning to clear and clear the wreckage of my past and the noticeable reduction and elimination of some of my character defects. It's been a miracle. Yes, it has. Uh, it has been a miracle, and I think in all of our lives. I'm ready to begin my ninth step amends, and while I'm eager to feel the benefits of mending my personal relationships... Uh, I apologize. I just lost my place. I'm ready to begin my ninth step amends, and while I'm eager to feel the benefits of mending my personal relationships and beginning to make up for my mistakes, I'm scared. And I think that's a very natural response. Yes, absolutely. I need to make sure I do the most important one as well as I possibly can. My first amends is to my wife, whom I hurt very deeply with my acting out. Dishonesty, deception, and double life. I put her in a physical I put her in physical harm for disease as well as in inflicting immeasurable emotional damage. I'm reaching to you for your advice and counsel. What did you do? Here's the questions from our our uh, our listener who signs as Jay. <clears throat> I'm reaching to you for your advice and counsel. What did you do to make amends with the most important person in your life? What mistake did you make? What worked? I'm grateful for your thoughts. So, a couple of really uh, powerful questions. Yeah. Really powerful. Thought, yeah. Uh, thought-provoking. I want to I want to take just a quick second and address some of the things that I thought about as he was building up to that. Sure. The first thing was is that he said that he came back to SAA in August. Yes. After another bottom, and I think that's just a really good time to remind each of us that as an addict in recovery, you always have a relapse in you. You may not necessarily you may not have necessarily a have a recovery. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. And I think the, there's a couple things around that. I noticed in uh, my latest light relapse um, how uh, we, we sort of hit this place of wallow. It starts mm-hmm. off maybe one day and then thinks, "Screw it, it's all lost. I mm-hmm. don't care." And it ends up being uh, it ends up being days of of just self pity and wallow and everything mm-hmm. else, feeling all like everything is lost. I think the sign of true recovery is how quickly we get back on the horse. Yeah. It's uh it's one thing to fall off, it's a whole other thing to get back on and I think uh, a demonstration of of good healthy um habits and recovery that's that's uh, s- taking 
you know, taking root in a person is when they when they fall down and then they get back up and say, "Look, I made a mistake, um, and I need to get moving forward again." Mm-hmm. I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to quickly point that out. I think that's I think that's a great point. So, as we get into the ninth step in the making amends process, um, I think the this might sound a little bit redundant, but the very best thing you can do for step nine is to do really really good work on step eight. Right. Okay. And make sure you understand why you're wise when you're going to approach whomever it is you're going to make amends to. Understand what your motivation is and what it is that you're hoping to accomplish. And remember that you need to take the other person into a lot of consideration because you don't want to cause any further harm. Right. And that's not just harm to the other person. You also need to consider maybe harm that what might be healthy for you, but also for some of the key relationships in your life. Correct. You know, you can do harm there too. So assuming that we've, we've done that, um, the next thing that pops into my head is that, um, also keep in mind that there's going to be step 10 and step 10 is a, a continuing correct that process. So you got to mentally when and we emo- make a mistake. We promptly admit it. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. So, and, and, I would also say that when you discover or rediscover a mistake that you made, that you promptly admit it and correct it. So there's a little bit of an ongoing kind of a thing with your step nine. I mean, you want to do a really, really good job of it, but I've noticed in my own recovery work that my wife and I would have really, really good discussions and we'd talk through a lot of things. And then as we would continue to do work, other things would come up that maybe we didn't notice before or something would jog a memory and you know there was no intent of keeping anything secret but it was like oh there's some work here that needs to be done yeah or you might not there's also a little bit of and this i think this happens more often in your relationships that are ongoing you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe I, th- I think some step nine work can be kind of a one and done thing. You know, you talk to somebody and maybe you just needed to go back and set some things right. And it's not like they're going to be in your life, but you needed to do some things. Yeah. So you do a good job of that. Yeah. You know, but you always got to be willing to do more if, if there's more to be done. If, if there's more to be done. Yeah. I'm going to toss something in here as well. Mm-hmm. I know that step nine focuses largely on those, uh, those that have lived in the wake of our damage and destruction. I understand mm-hmm. that. But one of those people that I think that needs to be listed in that is us. Sure. And and I I I love the fact I I know that Jay is reaching out here saying what you know, I want to talk about what I can do to help make amends to my wife. But I want to I want to take credit where credit is absolutely due uh, here for Jay, and that is is that some of the damage, a lot of the damage has been to him personally, and he has done some things. He's recognized that SAA can help him. He's recognized that the steps are useful in his life. He's recognized uh, and has joined groups and has been participatory in that, recognizing all those things that are helping him as he moves forward. And so uh, there is something to be said about that. I don't want to, I don't want to just gloss over that and say, guess what, Jay, you know, now, well, now let's talk just about your wife. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's doing the things he needs to do for himself. And there needs to be some selfishness associated with that. That is, is that, hey, look, if there's no recovery for me, there is no us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and recognizing that, that, that just just himself, focusing on himself and doing the very best he can do can be, to some extent, one of the best things he can do for his wife. 
So just wanted to point that out. Um, <clears throat> what mistakes did you make and what worked? Okay. I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> right. Do you know? Do you know what? I'll, I'll I'll be honest. When I started my amends process, I think the the I think one of the mistakes that I made when I first began, or I began to set out, and my sponsor helped me through this, as did my counselor. I really wanted to start the process with an idea that I was a hundred percent responsible for fifty percent of the situation. Sure, you know, and. Maybe on the surface that seems like it makes sense, you know, but that attitude is just—it's just not right. It's a—it's unhealthy. No. I'm still wanting to minimize what I'm doing by pointing fingers at somebody else. Correct. You know, and that's just—that's just wrong. It's got to be about what you've done. Yes, the other person has to own a hundred percent of what they're bringing to the table, but that's—that's that's not why we're here. That's right. not what we're doing. We're talking about what I've brought to the table and that I'm a hundred percent responsible for it. Mm. In this particular instance, you know, it was, you know, how I would blame the other person. Well, they did this and this and they encouraged me and they did this kind of a thing, you know, and it's like, no, you know, I facilitated that. I made myself available. I took advantage of situations. You know, I had to focus on whatever a mem process you're doing. Make sure you're focusing on the things that you did and take responsibility for them. Correct. So it's not a, I'm 100% responsible for 50% of what happened. It's a, I'm 100% responsible for everything that I brought to the table, yeah. and that's what I'm here to deal with. Right. I think that's a good point. Daniel, any thoughts from you? What major mistakes did you make? Or uh, what worked? I mean, a lot. I mean, I haven't reached this point where I'm doing my amends yet. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked through six and seven myself. But... I'm looking forward to this point. Right. Um, you know, Gary's been a, a great example of how to do that and moving forward. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping to avoid those pitfalls and those <laughs> mistakes. Uh, and the best way to do that is to, you know, talk to others that have come before you, you know, because, you know, as our therapist has continued to uh, remind us, our best thinking got us where we're at. So sure. if I try to repeat what I believe is the best way to say I'm sorry and make amends, I'm probably going to botch it up. Sure. I mean, so it's best to go to someone else and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Am I going in the right direction or do I need a course correction or need some assistance? And more than likely, it's going to be I'm going to need some assistance. Yeah. I'm going to just throw something out there. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Jay, I don't care what you do. There's going to be a mistake made in there. Right? Yeah, there's just, most likely. There's just no perfect way of doing this. There just simply isn't, right? And so <clears throat> I think you just, I think you put your best foot forward and do the very best you can. Yeah. And then when you realize that it wasn't enough, maybe you do a little bit more. You, help, you do as much as you possibly can. Now, I can, I'm going to tell you that I've been at this for a long time. I've been at this now almost, uh, in fact, seven years this, last, this month. Seven years this month I started down my path of recovery reaching out to my counselor and moving forward. And one of the things I noticed is is that I'm a different human than I was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, and what I mean by that is, is that I, uh, there was no space in a room for my wife to feel and share her pain. And so when we'd start down that path of, hey, this is what happened to me, this is what occurred, and I, I was hurt by this or whatever the case may be, I didn't allow for any any conversation around that. 
now seven years later. So I guess my point to Jay is, is some of this stuff is going to take some time. Yeah. And so just literally sitting with your wife in her pain, recognizing you have a you have a responsibility and, and some fault in, in, in her experiencing that pain in that pain. But there's no effort to correct it, no effort to shut it down, mm-hmm. no effort to reword it, none of those things. She has a right to say, this was my experience and all of that. Yeah. And it hurt. And you hurt me in this way. And to be able to sit with her and to share with her and to allow her the space to be able to feel her emotions could very well be the most powerful thing Mm-hmm. Jay, that you can do for her. And, I agree, and for everyone else in the mm-hmm. way, and, and the, you know, your children, if there are children, in the, and that's the situation that I'm in with my own. Now, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just, just, just my point being is, is that that will do more in my estimation for, uh, for letting her know that you're on the path of recovery by allowing her to feel her pain, to experience her emotions, without us trying to recharacterize them, restate them. Uh, just just sit with her. Mm-hmm. Just sit with mm-hmm. her and let her express that. Because addiction doesn't allow that to happen. Right. I have a couple of thoughts. The first one is, is that also accept that you're going to sit down and you're going to make amends and you're going to make some apologies and you're going to commit to doing things or stopping to do other things or whatever. But But it's not a one and done kind of a thing. Because they're going to sit and they're going to think about that and they're going to process it and you're going to give them some new information and then it's going to take some time for them to either sort out their feelings mm-hmm. and then re- then express those to them. So so don't think that once you've had a conversation that the process is over. Correct. Yeah. Okay. You have to leave that open for whatever is going to come next. Right. And sometimes it's a... You know, sometimes it's a clarification. Sometimes it's it, sometimes it'll bring up other things that, that need to be. Yeah you know, uh, talked about or worked out or resolved. Uh, I mean, my wife and I had many, many, many conversations. In fact, 10 years into this, every now and then we have another one, Mm -hmm. you know, particularly. They they do get further and further apart. They do get further and further apart, and the nature of them changes a great deal. Sometimes it's just a little bit of reassurance because they're having a little bit of a trauma echo. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, and, and that just takes, that usually just takes a no, this is, you know, just a little bit of reassurance, and right. if you're open and honest and you've made that the culture, that'll do. The other thing that I'm thinking of is that the the narcissistic tendencies that we carry, that addicts carry, when somebody expresses to you the pain and the hurt that you caused, we immediately think it's about us. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, and like this person is attacking me. And it is really hard to get your head around this, but it's not about you. No, it's about their feelings <laughs> and their a, emotions. It's about it's about them. So you have you know, there's a there's a great little video that whole thing with the nail and that the person. nail in the head. Oh, yeah. nail! It's not about it's the not nail. Not about the nail. It's not yeah. about yeah. Go look YouTube that up that. on YouTube. That's YouTube. Yes. It's not about the nail. It's not about the nail. Very okay. much worthwhile. <laughs> so, so my 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 point is is that they're giving you a gift. Because they're making themselves vulnerable and pointing out where they're hurting. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes they want help with that. And sometimes they just want you to listen to that. But what they don't want is for you to make it about you yep. or make them like you're, no, they're offering you a gift. You've pushed them in the mud. Yes. And now they're showing you where they're dirty. 
to give you the opportunity to help clean it. It's right. not about, a, oh, you're so terrible because you did. <laughs> That's not what's going on. Right. But they may not be as good at expressing that as they will be as they get some practice. So it might feel like an attack. It might even look like an attack, but it's not. It may actually yeah. be an attack. Yeah, yeah. Long. Actually, in, in the beginning, on. it could be. Right. You know? Because maybe that's all they know. But right. you have to, rem- and it's going to sound weird, but you have to remove yourself from that just a little bit and listen to them like they're talking about somebody else for a minute. Right. Yeah. D- does that make sense? Makes complete yeah. sense. I mean, one other thing I would also suggest is when you're doing your amends is don't look at it as a checklist. You know, some, mm. of, the, some of these people may take, may, it may go quickly. Others may take quite a while because they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to be, you know, I got one through a hundred and I can just go one at a time down this list because some of them, you may not even know how to contact. You may not know where they're at. Uh, they may not even want to talk to you. Right. And you have to wait till that's acceptable or they may never want mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, I know a couple of times you've talked about it. There are a few that it's not even been safe for you to step into that arena to talk to them. Sure. And so you've had to come up with a different way to, to do so. Mm-hmm. I think that's relevant. I, uh, I remember very early on looking at some of the step work uh, and, and hearing some of these horror stories of, of ex-girlfriends who are now hearing from an, from, from an old boyfriend. You know, you just have to really evaluate because there is a caveat in step nine that says, you know, if it's going to do, do more damage and harm, uh, certainly don't be doing that kind of work, right? Right. Don't reach out to those people. And I, and I believe that somebody really ought to evaluate that fairly close and say, you know, that is just not a relationship, A, that my wife is going to be comfortable with me reaching out to. Sure. And B, uh, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to do some damage to my wife. It's going to do some damage to myself. It's going to do some damage to the person that I'm reaching out to if it ended badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many reasons why... Not reaching out mm-hmm. to that person makes complete sense. You certainly have to be willing to make the amends. Yes, you know, and and maybe there's there can be some Which work. Which is the done. step eight area, right. right? And maybe there's some work to be done. Like you could write down what it is you would say. Yeah. If you yeah. if you needed to, but I think I think he's mostly focusing on his. I think you're right. His primary relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. I do believe, though, that this is this is something to sit down with his sponsor and actually spend some time with working through that, those relationships yeah. and say, this makes sense, this one doesn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and even working, you know, how do I make amends to my spouse? You know, sure. speak to your therapist. Sure. Um, and yeah. or maybe you come in in a session. You know, there's speak been several you. sessions with the therapist. Yeah. You planned what you're going to say, and then you have a session with the two of you so that mm-hmm. the, the therapist can be there to guide you through it and then help her because she's going to have emotions coming up right. mm-hmm. as well as you are to kind of keep you guys grounded in, in the moment. I actually have put down a couple of thoughts as well. Uh, uh, some of the things that have been most incredibly helpful for us is, first of all, there's no doubt about it that my wife, my wife benefits from a therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certain that, that each of yours does as well and that I'm okay paying for that. I, I recognize that I've caused some damage here and I'm okay you know, making certain that she gets the help that she needs. That's a priority for me because there's no doubt about it. She developed a crazy to deal with my crazy, right? And so um, recognizing the fact that I've done some damage here, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to help her work through those issues. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that it's okay to get some couples therapy. Um, it's one thing for you to have some, some therapy. It's okay for her to have some therapy. And then it's okay for us to have some therapy because, 
you know, the, the, it's important that they come back together at some point in time and recognize that, ouch, there's been some, there's been some pain and suffering here. And now how do we move forward in a meaningful way? Mm -hmm. Again, these things take time. This isn't something that, you know, this isn't going to be done by tomorrow kind of stuff. Any other thoughts? Let me have another look at this email real quick. What mistakes, what worked? Being open and honest and complete and then giving yourself the room to do better when you know better. Right. You know, in fact, I remember a lot of times I would be talking to my wife and I would tell her something that that had happened or that I was dealing with. And her response was so not what I expected. I didn't think she understood what I said. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I would repeat myself. You know, because her response just didn't fit with what my expectation was. I thought she'd be get what I said. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Let me, let me, let me state that again so that I make sure that you, and she says no. I understood, and so, but she would humor me sometimes, and <laughs> and I would and I would repeat it, and she goes, no, I understood, and it was really hard. So uh, it's a hard step, and it's hard work. I right. can't tell you the number of times I did that. Uh, yeah, but you know what, you you. You have to allow room for the person to respond in the way that they're going to respond. Yeah. You know, in this particular situation, I anticipated that she would respond badly and that she would get angry or upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then when she didn't, I found it confusing. Yes. What I should have, a better way to handle that would have been to go in and, and talk about it open and honestly and, you know, make sure that, that I was clear, but give her the room to respond the way that she was going to respond and not have the, the, the expectation of a specific result. Right. right. Because you're, you're going to think that you've got this well-crafted apology and, and all of this stuff. And, and you're, there's going to be a part of you that wants it to be received and reciprocated and it might not be, right. Yeah. you know, I, I think that's really, really important to understand. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we come into this step specifically, we assume that whatever step that we're going, whatever thing that we've decided we're going to do is going to somehow make this all go away. Right. We have to be completely comfortable with, that, with the fact that there are some, un, some, some broken things that are unmendable. We have to be okay with that. We just simply do. There's not anything, there's no magical words that are going to come out of our mouth. There's no money we can pull out of our wallet. There's nothing that we can give that's going to fix everything. There just isn't. And so we have to be okay with the fact that, look, you made your very best effort to, uh, um, you thought this through, you, you talked it over with a sponsor, you decided this is how you're going to approach making that amends, and you're going to do that particular thing. But there, there's, there literally is unmendable things in this life. There mm-hmm. just simply is. And, and some of this stuff is going to take a tremendous amount of time. Um, my wife and I are just, after seven years of this, really just now reaching some places where we can move forward in a little bit more meaningful way. But it's been a long Mm-hmm. It's been a long haul. And she's, you know, we're nowhere near where we'd like to be. So there's lots and lots of work still to be done. This is a long haul, and we're in it for the long haul. So I, I just don't believe that, I just, I hope that whatever whatever it is that we've decided is our amends, that we realize that that may be completely insufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying I'm sorry, saying I'm sorry doesn't necessarily heal everything. Right. Another thing to consider is is the right time 
and the right place. Absolutely. And you don't always get to know what that is. Or control it. Or control it, no, right. matter, no matter how well you prepare for it. I mean, you might say something or try to make amends to a person and it, and it doesn't go well. Right. But that might sit with them. And then years later, they might be ready to receive that. Exactly. You, you know, exactly. so, so the piece of that is you can't really close the door on it either. You remember your step eight work, you have to be willing. Right. So if the time comes later down the road that this person has now maybe done some of their own work or some of their own maturity is now ready to, you know, ready to receive that or to yes. have that conversation. Remember part of your step work is, is that you need to be willing and ready to do that. That's right. You That's know, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there are some pieces of this that literally only a higher power can resolve. Sure, and so, and, and you've got to be willing to surrender that and turn it over to him when yeah. when you've done everything that you can do. You have to turn it over to to God. I'd say I've done I've done I've, my piece. I've done the very best yeah. I can, and I'm willing to do more if correct that comes down the road. Yeah, correct. And then you can find some peace with that. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a critical component. Great suggestion. Well, I'm thrilled for him. Uh, Jay, I, I, I can't be more honest than that. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're, you're at this place, that SAA has been uh, helpful to you, the steps have been helpful to you. It's brought you to this place that says, I need to be working this stuff. I need to be, I need to be making amends with those that I've done. Uh, I've done a significant amount of damage. Right. Um, and so that's a, that's, a, that's a great place to be. And take some, take some, you're doing fantastic. And I, I like that you you can start to see the the benefits of this, and I think your desire is there to continue to do work. But really, listen to Daniel's advice at the end of the podcast when he says, "Find that humility and realize that correct you've got to keep yourself in a yeah in a place to be willing to do the work that that might come, and then also be willing to accept the time frame yes because you don't get to control that right. You know, here's another piece of this too is is that he may be just laying the groundwork today yeah. in his step nine. Only to be addressed, you know, some someplace down the road. This is this is an ongoing process. This isn't one and done for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Heavy, he, heavy. He may lift. find that someone comes out of the blue and he's got to go back through that this process. Yeah. So. Yeah. There are significant people in my life that it took them years after finding out what happened before they were in a place that they were healthy enough to give me the opportunity to right. do that. Right. Yep. You know, and and some of those were some pretty significant relationships that I Correct. wanted to maintain, siblings right. and such. So, and the same thing may apply to his wife. Sure, you know, she just may not be in a place yet, and or you don't want to, and you don't want to rush that. Correct. Interestingly enough, uh, our marriage counselor is actually taking us back through uh, some of this stuff. Uh, she gets to she gets to share with uh, with me um, the effect of of what had happened. I in turn have a response, and so we're 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 working through this even now seven years down the road as sure. though it's like first disclosure kind of stuff. Uh, and I have, a, uh, and I have to write a letter of how I intend to, to make amends. Mm-hmm. And so we're here, we are at seven years, even after all the disclosure and everything else that's gone on, we're finally at this place in our life where this makes some sense for us. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. And realize that the amend, you know, you can't make it up. So you're amending, you're making a change. And, that can be a commitment. That can be a lifelong commitment that can be. for the rest of my life. That's right. The rest of the time that we're together, this is this is what it means. This is what it means, and then that's an ongoing thing yeah. that has to be yeah. maintained. Which is interesting Kept. because he started his email off with, uh, "I had another relapse," which 
you know, as you start thinking about the consequence of amend and mm -hmm. and and that this is a lifelong thing, what that you know, what does that really look like in terms of in the future where we say, hey, you know, everybody's got one more relapse in them. The question is, do they have another recovery in them? Right. And do we have a spouse or a significant other or anyone that we've made these amends to that is willing to go through that yeah. another time? So yeah. I mean, he's definitely fortunate. I didn't have that yeah. you know, opportunity. But, you know, the one thing I, I, I do want to say positive of this is despite the fact he's had a relapse, it motivated him to get back it did sure which and is... instead of saying like oh i've just I'm, I'm back at ground zero he's like no i slipped back a little bit but i know where to go yeah. to get help and i know how to make the steps forward that's so recovery that's a good yeah, that's one recovery. that's recovery right there which is phenomenal so okay congratulations jay well i uh i what a fantastic topic what a fantastic email i appreciate uh, jay for you reaching out um We'll go ahead and close up. This is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the recovery, find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.